0: hey what's up people welcome back to the over in 80 minutes podcast this week i'm joined by a proper superstar not only is she a superstar now but she's also a superstar for the future i'm joined by hibbs women's player of the year Scotland age grade representative she's known as miss consistent in the Hibs dressing room i saw that on the hibbs website she is soon to be a Scotland superstar. If you don't know, get to know. I'm joined by the wonderful Ellis Notley. Ellis, the most important question I'm going to ask you, how are you today?
1: Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you?
0: I'm great. I'm surviving and thriving. The, <laughs> usual, the usual work traffic home, but we got there, got there eventually. You're still in your car, so, you know, you're you're en route.
1: I know. Uh, just, you know, a bit of quiet in the car rather than yeah. in the madhouse, to be honest.
0: <laughs> I know how you're feeling. If I could do this from my car, I probably would. <laughs> you've, met, you've met my brothers. You know how this goes.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong.
0: <laughs> exactly. So we're going to start with the usual, the quick fire questions. This is just say the first one that comes to your head. A lot of either ors, but easy as it goes, and it lets the fans know a little bit more about you. And then your teammates will probably have a dig at you for some of the random <laughs> stuff you come out with. Right. So start off nice and simple. Tea or a cup of coffee? Tea. Good answer. Night out or a night in?
1: Oh, uh, night in.
0: Right, if you had to get rid of one tomorrow to never be on the face of the earth again, would you get rid of your, would you get rid of pets, like as a collective, or would you get rid of football? Oh,
1: pets. No, football.
0: I can't get rid of football. I can't, I can't keep the dogs. Right, you're no, more, are you, like you had like a flashback to every pet you've ever had there. You're like, oh, that's horrible.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking of a dog right now, like, nah,
0: can't get rid of it. <laughs> right, if you're on Netflix, you're more likely to watch a movie or a TV series. TV
1: series.
0: Nice. What we what we talking? We like Breaking Bad, the classics were.
1: Well, I just finished Ozark.
0: Oh, I need to watch that. I'm not watch that yet.
1: It was good. Ending debatable, but I liked it up until that.
0: Oh no, because now I can't watch it. Because I'm going to spend the whole time watching. It ends a disappointment.
1: Someone did that to me, so I <laughs> finished it. So
0: you've just ruined Ozark for all the listeners. But there we go. <laughs> right. Would you rather play a game of football on a really hot day or a really wet and rainy day? You play in Scotland, so I know the answer to what you've done the most. But
1: football in the rain
0: <laughs> right uh, when you're in the car on a way to a game are you a music or a playlist kind of gal?
1: yeah um i just put a random one on or someone that's already created i don't create my own
0: so you're a playlist playlist not, yeah, radio. Playlist. Nice. Playlist not radio right to relax not to not to get clean but to relax you're more likely to have a bath or a shower shower really not I a bath baths. i hate bath <laughs> We'll delve into that later. I've never seen somebody so passionately respond to "I hate that." Right? You're tr- you're trying to get something organised with your pals. Either it's like a night out or a- some sort of birthday present. Are you more likely to get the FaceTime or texts on the go? Text. I'm a Face. I'm a FaceTime man. I just get it over and done with. And all but is- are
1: useless, so just get
0: the <laughs> That's that's a, that's, the on- that's the most honest answer I've ever had It's like oh, the- I know they won't answer, so I just text them, right. <laughs> Would you, uh, are socks and sliders acceptable as footwear? Yes. That's the footballer answer there. What's your go-to musical?
1: Oh, go-to musical. Lion King.
0: Always a safe answer. Sweet or salted popcorn? Sweet. Right. Following on from the cup of tea question, is it acceptable to drink a cup of tea that you've forgotten about and it's gone cold?
1: Depends how much is left.
0: How, so what what's the ratio does it need to be a lot left or just a little bit left
1: Nah, it's like one sip it's fine but if there's more than that it's going down the sink
0: all right <laughs> oh, what's the what's your what's your go-to spice at nando's medium there we go that's the quick fire questions see plain and simple now we just have the ones i gave you a chance to prepare for so what <laughs> is your favorite bit of memorabilia that you've ever collected
1: um so I've not actually. I don't collect a lot of kits. I've got all my old Hibs kits, my um, mm-hmm. stuff from when I played at Scotland. So my favourite ones, when when I was under 19 Scotland, um, and we made it to the Euro finals. So I've got my um, home and away kits from then, and it's got obviously like my name on the back, the number, and it's got on it uh, under 19s Euro Championship on it. So you know that's my favourite bit. It's a good memory to have
0: that's every i keep i feel like people are gonna think i'm lying because every time i go that's a great answer but i've just conveniently managed to work the podcast it just comes with like a better answer (laughs) so i've had um, i had claire maxwell say her piece of kit was her commonwealth games kit and then i had a guy uh, i had the chairman of st Mirren. we'll talk about that in a minute because st Mirren fans will be raging that you're here (laughs) but uh, the yeah we had the chairman of st Mirren that had a newspaper from the first time st Mirren won the cup or the last time st Mirren won the cup and that's now you've come team along team. with european finals winners <laughs> under 19s so we,
1: had, I, we didn't win it unfortunately but um, well, yeah no so, i don't know why i said the winners
0: final. then yeah i got caught up in the same room you got to the final that's it's, it's, don't be harsh yeah. on yourself it's not it's not an easy task to get to a final that's no, a well-deserved that's a well-deserved credit credation no, credation no. creditation That's <laughs> a good thing i decided to write a podcast and not a blog isn't it write a podcast <laughs> See, just fake it till you make it. If you want to start a podcast tomorrow, just start talking to a camera and something, something sticks.
1: <laughs> something will work.
0: Yeah. So you've got your under-19s European Cup finalist shirt. What is one piece of memorabilia that you don't have yet that you'd like to hang next to it?
1: Obviously, uh, a squad, a women full cap t- 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 um, top. Um, that's the goal. Um, I've got ones from, you know, played in finals with hips and stuff, but I think... Uh, Full Scotland cap deep jersey is what I aim for.
0: Mm-hmm. I like a full starting number as well, not like personal. Like I want the starting position number to as well.
1: To be fair, I love number 16, so it <laughs> doesn't, have, doesn't have to be a 1 to 11.
0: No, what's what's the story behind number 16 then? Is it just the number you've always had? Uh,
1: I think it was my first ever Scotland number, at, like under 15s, and then it was my first Hibs number. So, well, like when cute. I moved up to the women's squad, it's just been that ever since. So, I'm not changing it now
0: no you can't you've got an affinity to it now you've got to keep it i
1: know i'll take any number for scotland but for heads, i can say 16. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like just give me give me the shirt coach i don't care what i, I don't care what has got in the back of it, as long give as it's me 30
1: in. seconds that's right that's all i need
0: <laughs> hey cap's a cap i'd be see if somebody made me water boy for scotland i'd be running around telling people I know. Never mind. <laughs> i'll do honorary honorary team member next time you're at scotland you're going i know a guy that will happily make tea for the guy that makes the coffee like just send him <laughs> Any any excuse to get on the pitch. That's all retired players I want. I don't care what sport. Get me there. And the last <laughs> question, the question I put in the trailer when I very first made this podcast, and yeah. I hate now asking it because I get really impressive people on and ask them stupid questions. <laughs> uh, bourbons or custard creams, which one of you do you prefer?
1: Custard creams.
0: What is it with all these custard creams? I'm a Bourbon man. Like it's it's you're it's, off it's, the,
1: both, but <laughs> like custard it. I just I don't know why I just love custard.
0: That's fair. Do you dunk them in the tea? Put hot cup of tea and a custard cream
1: if they're there but normally i just have a cup of tea <laughs> an athlete or tell myself i'm an athlete
0: that's nice if the coach is watching that, you've covered all base. i'll just edit it so it just says I nah, just just a tea. <laughs> just gonna exactly. be a random chop cut where we just keep moving <laughs> oh i don't, don't know what happened coach it just cut out that's all that happened <laughs> so quick disclaimer as i mentioned there you're now back so as it, as all the listeners know most one of the most successful podcasts i've ever had chairman of saint Mirren, john needham graciously gave up his time converted me hashtag up the saints i'm there now so you've actually been sent on a bit of missionary work you're trying to recruit me back to leith to see the good sunshine so i just want to thank you once again for coming on and <laughs> no problem. i've already been i've already been reliably informed that there might be a sign saint, saint Midden stop up here in time for next season yeah. can you help me get either a signed hibs women's top or a signed scotland top up here
1: i'll try i'll try my best sure it'll that's be no
0: all, problem that's what i like to hear i'm gonna run out of clothes i'm gonna run out of clothes at this point but i'll find some <laughs> as long
1: as it's right
0: in the camera then you can have like, it if you send me it you can pick <laughs> go. i'll wear it if you want i like, just get a big enough size and i'll wear it every session so ellis we're gonna start right at the very beginning because i always love to hear how they start how did you find football did football come to you through family or did you just stumble across it one day and went this looks like a good bit of fun
1: uh, well, I think I've, when I was young, ever since I was born, I was one of those tomboy girls that you get. Um, I think when I, when I, generally one Christmas, I think I was like two years old and I got a doll. I think I just threw it back and wasn't interested. Sounds so unappreciative now, but I knew what I wanted back then. But, nah, I think I was like three. I think I was just always kicking a football, kicking a ball about in the back garden with my dad. So my dad got me into it and then we moved to Aberlady and he sold it in. And mm-hmm. him and his friends, he, they started up the football club there.
0: Oh, um, nice.
1: Well, I think there was maybe one years ago, but, you know, started it up uh, fresh. Uh, Revived. For my age group. Yeah, for, for mm-hmm. my age group. And then I was always just the only girl playing. So, yeah, from there, played for years with all the boys, played a year above me because there weren't, weren't that many in my year that were playing. So mm-hmm. my dad got me into football um, and, you know, he's followed me and supported me on my journey ever since, as well as my mum, but... You know, my dad's been the main main driver oh, and all that.
0: I love that. That sounds like that's like good typical dad parents. Like you've had a daughter and you would plan for a son. You're like, is she still playing football? <laughs> I've bought the football.
1: <laughs> well, I think my mum was hoping I'd be um, a ballerina because genuinely she would make me go to ballerina classes, and I was like, nah, not having this.
0: That might have been that might have been football as well, light on the feet.
1: I know it could have been. Um, I mean, I played tennis as well, and it got to a point where I had to choose between tennis and football. Um, oh, that's interesting. And yeah, so I like actually played tennis to quite a high level as well. Um, you know, it's like reps in districts in Scotland and stuff. And then I chose football. And I think my mum was a bit gutted, but <laughs> I'm, I loved it. So there's she can't be any. She can't see anything to be honest.
0: <laughs> she can't say anything. Uh, I'm sure when the, I'm sure the Scotland caps and the head representation. Like, I think she's made the right choice by now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so as you've actually touched on this so you you started off as a girl playing in a boys team because from my experience of football when I was younger and noticing girls playing it was that seemed to be the case a lot As probably about under I I played football up until under 15s under 16s and that we still had girls in the boys teams there was that when did you first move into like women's football and girls football where it was just girls exclusive was that around that time as well
1: uh, yeah, so I was I think it was like primary six-ish. So, uh, I went to, along to Musgrove windsor Oh, nice. Uh, they are still local to me. Um, mm. And I was still playing the boys' football on the Saturday and then the girls' football on the Sunday. Um, and then I was at Musgrove windsor until about under-15s, uh, played mm. under-15s. But I was like still young for my age then. And then Hibbs came in for me, and then it just seemed like the right move at the right time. They had the clear pathway that was going up. They were doing well at the time. In with the women's team and yeah, it was the right move. And to be fair, since I've gone to Hibs and started under fifteen, I think I was thirteen or fourteen, I've never really looked back.
0: That's the impressive it's like under th- like people people downplay that, but it's like you see, like just just for a comparison, if you if you had an, a boy who was thirteen playing in the under sixteens, everybody'd be raving about this kid as if he's like, Oh, oh is up. so that's like a massive achievement to be playing thir- like thirteen years old playing under fifteen.
1: I know it happens a lot in the women's game now. Um, you know we kind of say if they're good enough, they should be there. So um, it happens a lot, but yeah, I suppose it's not as big, it's not as common in the men's or the men's mm-hmm. game because there's ten times the play number of players. So
0: I, um, is that did you find that a lot when you were younger and playing it? Did you find yourself not being only the only girl in your team, but did you find yourself rarely coming up against other girls until you got to muscle for Windsor and places like that?
1: Yeah, I remember one time, I, it was my first year in high school and I was playing for the school team. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember what school we were playing against, but, um, you know, I got off the bus with all the boys and mm-hmm. um, all the other team went, oh, my God, the girl's playing, the girl's playing, like, kind of being like, oh, this, like, laughing, it'll be easy. Like, that all that stuff never, ever bothered me. And then, you know, I was quite a naive first year. Um, <laughs> and at the end of the game, they went, oh, you're shit hot, by the way. And Wait, I- I- I didn't really know what shit hot meant at the time. So I've gone home to mum like, mum, they said I was shit hot. Uh, What's this all about? And she was like, Ellis, that means they thought you were good. I was like, oh, right. I was like, they were saying it in quite like a nice way. And they were like, she was like, Ellis, you are not a date. But, oh, like, you know, opinions did change, you know, when you didn't come up against that many other girls, mainly boy heavy teams until I was playing just girls football. But that's a memory that sticks out. And mum still slags me to this day for it
0: that's good I'm good do you know that's gonna make the like, you see when I describe you now on like the announcement post I'm gonna be like <laughs> Elle is not like shit hot at football. <laughs> and your yeah, mum, your mum will funny. be like this kid's insulting you
1: <laughs> I don't know I was like I genuinely honestly don't know how I didn't click on that that meant I was actually all right
0: I mean to be fair like you said when you're when you're at quite a young age you're probably you probably subconsciously were a bit more like intimidated with what's going on around you so you're not really expecting compliments especially from an opposition team yeah no I can't even remember when I won the game. I was just uh, went home. Mum, help! <laughs> I that, you go saying, "Mum, I'm shit hot. What do I do?" <laughs>
1: that's
0: I oh, that's so. That's really that's really like warmed my soul a bit. That's a nice little thing hear. <laughs> so you mentioned it. So uh, yeah, we'll go from yeah. We'll, we'll come back to that. We'll go. So you got to the Scott. You got to the Hibs age grades. So yeah. that's your under. That was under 15s, not under 16s. So did you do a year of under 15s?
1: Yeah, so women's football, it might have changed now, but we went mm-hmm. under-15s, under-17s, and then it was development squad, then women's squad. That was, like, our pathway. Right. Well, that was my pathway at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, So under-15s in my first, with Hibbs in the first season, you know, we won the League Cup, the Scottish Cup. It was a great year. <laughs> um, You must have
0: been loving this. Like, this
1: football. Oh, it's <laughs> so good. It was like, well, I'm like what a move. Should have done it years ago. <laughs> but nah, Um, it was good. Um, wins are obviously were huge in that. Um development in terms of that so going to Hibs it was great you know winning these cups and then I moved up to under 17s and that was a wee bit tougher because we we're in a national performance league so you're with your Celtics Rangers, mm-hmm. Hamilton's all like your bigger teams who have uh, women's teams uh, or men's teams as it is and then quite early on I moved up I think I was 16 um, moved up to the development squad so I was playing against ladies and that was mm-hmm. like an, another learning curve and you're playing you know, somewhere there for a laugh, somewhere there for it serious, and it was a good learning curve as well. Um, going up and then again, I got from that I got an option to go and play with the first team, and as I said, I've generally not looked back. Um, I can't thank every single coach that I've had enough because they've been on that journey with me at some point. I
0: well, it sounds like you've been smashing it ever since you like, ever since you touch a ball, you just smash it, depending on whatever pitch you're playing on, but. So I was telling you before we came on air, so I think the way this podcast is going to work best is if we kind of intertwine your stories. So we we talk about Ellis Notley, the person, and Ellis Notley, the player, as yeah. they sort of go along. So as you're growing up trying to be this footballer and you're sort of recognising there's the pathway that like you've seen, what did a week... How much was the commitment level expected of a Hibs under-15 women's player alongside being a high school kid?
1: Hey, I think I was training, well at least two to three times with club and then we as a female there's the regional performance centers that you get and that's mm-hmm. week once a week as well and that's the best in southeast region there's a north region there's all the regions in scotland they all have their own uh right. centers that and then you go and play so i would say i was training three to four times a week with a game at the weekend sometimes two, 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 games, games,
0: could
1: be yeah, two games yeah sometimes two games if i was if once I was at Hibs, it was maybe one game. Yeah. Sometimes, if I was going and playing with under seventeen, so you know it was tough because you're then at an age where your friends are starting maybe to go out a little bit more. Not I mm. not out, out, but you know I <laughs> not Bre- uh, breeding
0: tough in lots of us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um, you know, out a little bit more, and you're like at the point. Oh, I'm missing out. Um, yeah. but you know, I always loved. I knew I loved my football. I didn't care at that point um and then as i got a wee bit older maybe 14 15 16 when you're going through all your hormones you're you're maturing hopefully and your body changes i'm really thinking oh i am missing out um, and yeah. i can see my friends i'm seeing all them having a great time but you then forget you've got all your friends at football as well they're all doing the same thing mm-hmm. uh, and my friends were great you know they've they slag me off for the amount of football I do still to this day but they're the big they're my biggest fans. Well, at least I hope they are. They never come to games but that's another topic.
0: Oh, um, I like that.
1: But um nah, they've supported me, you know. They say that, that I can't fault them to be honest. Um but yeah, so it is tough um but if you, I wanted it bad enough so you mm-hmm. know, I'm more than happy to miss spending time with my friends if it means moving to that next level but it's always for me it's important to make time to still see them because you know they keep you grounded they keep you they support you they help you take your mind off it um as well so no nah, it's can be tough sometimes
0: i I think that'd be really interesting because well, i reckon there would be it'd be quite weird because well, not only not just your friends but i mean this would be for me talking as a personal experience as well as like as a guy in your class as a boy i'd almost be looking at you with a bit of jealousy because you know every kid every kid when he grows up it's like it's project messy you're like oh i'm gonna be a footballer yeah. and then so obviously you'd be watching you do it, you'd be like, god like oh she's become this professional footballer and it's like i could have done it i could have done this and then like you say you'll be training four times a week potential two games a week and if yeah. if the guys were anything like me they'd be racking up hours and hours of fifa and be like oh, i just don't know why it's not <laughs> me but um Talking of your friends not going to the game, seventh of August is first game of the season. So you know, guys, let's get going. Um, it's, it's, it's a way, but we'll organise a minibus. We're good. Day, day out.
1: No, well, I got, I've got a friend who, mm-hmm. when we were growing up, he played for Hibs as well. So, oh wow. he had the same commitment. He was probably missing out more because he was training more. Um, and I always remember he was maybe I was playing first team at the time mm-hmm. at Hibs, and he was at development squad, and he's earning money and i'm not and i'm like <laughs> my mom's like we're like how's this fair oh,
0: don't, don't but, worry no, i've got yeah you're preaching one, to the choir that, about women's women's equality in sport yeah.
1: that, and i understand we can't i do get we're not on the same level we can't maybe earn the same thousands mm. and thousands that they earn uh weekly but um <laughs> you know at least there should it needs to be some some
0: yeah.
1: meet in the middle
0: We'll get we'll get there one that you're we'll coming i'm i'm coming from the rugby background i've got myself in more trouble than i care to admit by <laughs> tweeting the wrong people going why are these people not getting paid so i'm i'm very much team team equality on that department don't you <laughs> worry especially when you like so i want to talk about the regional centre there you quickly brought up so yeah how much would a regional centre encompass so for you is there a lot of travel involved obviously because i imagine the centre was sort of Edinburgh based and you're obviously muscle for yeah. outskirts of Edinburgh
1: yeah um so I can't even remember what it was. It was at, for me. It was at Pepper Mill, so that's oh yeah, uh, not too far. Um, and then it, there was a time it was at Megatland, and it wasn't never too bad. It was just sometimes traffic was a nightmare. And obviously, I'm relying on my parents or my parents' friends. Um, so mm. they were sitting in hours of traffic just to get me here to train for an hour and a half, two hours. Um, but that at center is obviously it's the best, one of the best sessions you would do a week because you're with the best of the best players in your region. Um, and then I think once a year you'd go to Tully Island, you know, the police training centre.
0: Ah, the, Is it the one just in the south of town? Or... Uh,
1: oh, Tully Island. I don't know. I think it's in up uh, near Perth, maybe? All
0: oh, right. In that case, I'm completely lost. I don't, I've just, I've just <laughs> um... made up that I knew it in the first place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you'd play against all the other regions and stuff. So, you know, it's a good experience. Oh, right. You know, Scotland coaches are there. It's like, Giving you that flavour of what it could could potentially be like if you're away with Scotland and playing the best of the best, and obviously trying to stand out in that process as well.
0: That's that's a nice question. I'll ask you more of that when we get into the develop when I think you know when we get to like development squads and you're sort of conscious of the trying to stand out aspect. But uh, now I want to talk about the really difficult part that I imagine most young young players try to do, especially part time athletes like yourself who aren't just in an academy, uni life and professional sport because yeah. they're two lifestyles that really tend although they technically work quite well because uni life tends to operate in the dark hours and professional athlete workplace in the day hours yeah those two lifestyles don't really gel too well so how no. is that for you
1: um for me it was I, like i've never been the one to always go out like i've, I've never I've, been that I've, person. I've, I've
0: i've seen you pe teachers on nights out so you're you're a wild lot
1: yeah the pe teachers are generally from for ages like i've I'll rarely drink you're lucky if I will drink I've only maybe recently started to drink a wee little bit more and that was just because I'd have training and I'd turn up to the party three hours later so I would be like oh, I'll just drive or I've got a game in the morning I can't drink so I've never really been that bothered but I'd still always go out um, and just not drink <laughs> uh, but merging the uni life when you know freshers week probably everyone's out every single night but you've got training, and at the time when I was at uni, I was in the National Performance Academy, which unfortunately doesn't run anymore. But it was, you know, players. You're technically they're trying to make you a full time athlete mm-hmm. while you're still in education. So we would be training Monday to Friday morning at oh, seven a.m. Right. <laughs> so I'm going out. Yeah, at that's 20,
0: not. I would. I would advise that. No, even even uni- I even I would restrain on a night out if somebody told me I had to be in the gym for seven a.m.
1: Yeah, so we're in the gym at 7 a.m. and you know, people, my flatmates maybe aren't getting home till half three, four in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'm up in two hours to try and get to training. So, you know, it was tough. I'd always tried to make sure, at least if I wasn't going out, I'd go to the prize. Yeah. So I was involved to some extent. And then by that time, all my friends are absolutely away with it and I can just leave and they've gotten, no, they're none the wiser. <laughs> so
0: it, I like the I like, I like thought like you just turned up with like four fruit shoots and you're like, I'm just going to sip these and then I'm going to go home and go to bed. <laughs>
1: What you oh, i've got my bottle of water here what's that all oh, vodka yeah.
0: yeah perfect thanks guys yeah. <laughs> no, i just like that i just like them all i just call like fruit, fruit juice would be strong but i'd just say anything under the sun Especially no, like we We have the horrible disadvantage so in case people are wondering how ellis and i got in touch ellis has had the horrible misfortune of knowing both my little brothers right and they one of them's a bit of a wild child so when i <laughs> talk about PE teachers drinking they know how to drink
1: yeah i mean it night was wild to be fair there's no denying that so and that's well, what i mean we had obviously edinburgh you know, in the PhD, you know you've got adoption night you've got daddy daughter night meet the grandparents you've got all these <laughs> nights and there was no chance i was missing out on them because again it's one away way yeah. to get to know people in different years get to know your year better so although i maybe just sometimes didn't drink and leave all that wee bit earlier just i made sure i went unless i was in a different country but that was about it
0: i think that's a good excuse it, i don't think anybody could ping you for that I Oh, sorry carry on
1: sorry it was adoption night um and that's where the year above us adopt uh, someone in yeah. our um it's a weird night if you don't understand the concept or you've never heard of it before but luckily someone in the year above me was away with me at the time so they were like we'll just have our um adoption night when they're all we can just watch all the stories together and um <laughs> We'll just miss it, cry that we're missing out. So that nah, was fine. It's it's tough. Sometimes you do feel like you are missing out, but what can you do? It's the sacrifices you have to make, I suppose.
0: Exactly. Well, that's the main thing. The main thing I've taken away from speaking to every sports person this is: if it was easy, everybody would do it. So yeah. And ironically, you probably had a better like bonding night with just the other girl, just watching the stories, than you would have if you were actually on it as well. So
1: Woke up feeling fine. They all woke up probably <laughs> ill.
0: I don't think off camera because I can't tell the story about my brother on camera because it will like it will ruin him. But I'll tell <laughs> you. I, I, you probably know how my brothers were, but we'll talk about it off camera. It was, so uh, you said was it the National Performance? It was an agency. It was an agency. The the NR
1: Academy.
0: That uh, academy. I knew it began with the name, National Performance Academy. So that was a full time thing. So you were doing that while studying uni. Did you just do? You didn't do an abbreviated version of the course. Did you? you didn't do like a part time learners course. You did full time. No. Yeah, so you were
1: so, full-time both ends? Yeah, so it was based at Orium, which is at Heriot-Watt Uni. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had the option to move into Halls there and basically live on campus there where yeah. the training was. Um, So obviously a lot a lot of players opted to do that, but I what, wanted to be with the people that I went to uni with. So mm. I moved into Halls at Edinburgh Uni and got a flat with people who were also in my course at Edinburgh Uni. So... I had a wee bit travel where they would maybe roll out their bed at half six or a quarter to seven to get to the gym for seven. I'd be up at six, having to drive in, which is fine, and I'd, I I wouldn't change my decision. Um, so yeah, it was just it's basically just trying to calm me live, move away from home, live as a full time athlete, um, train very early in the morning, mm-hmm. going. You had to be studying at something, whether it was college or uni, um, and then oh, going yeah. to meet at night with clubs. So
0: so uh, oh so how did the weekly schedule sort of look for you because i know your course was a very like your education was a very hands-on course like it's not a case of i'll just catch up with lectures online in my bed when i feel like it
1: no we had you
0: you're (laughs) there and like you've got placements and things so can you just do like a quick monday to friday what the day looks like
1: so when i was at uni i'd be monday i'd be in the gym Mm -hmm. uh for seven leave do my gym session whatever Probably, if we had a lecture at nine, I'd be ramming it through town as <laughs> uh, fast as I can uh, to dump my car and then run to this lecture. Um, and then Monday night, I think I had it off, which is quite good. Sometimes I'd maybe go and play fives with my dad, whatever it was. I um, was
0: <laughs> play some more football.
1: <laughs> yeah, my dad will ask me any time, play a short should I play fives? Yeah, straight in. Uh, Tuesday... Was the same training, but it was a pitch based session. Again, right. we had uni straight to uni, um, and then club training at night. A Wednesday was in the gym, and then that if we were in uni, then again. But I, did, I had that night off. Thursday right. a session, club training at night. Friday, the same as the Thursday and uni in between that. Or and then if it was placement, I was straight to whatever school I was at. There, wow. teaching the straight to training. <laughs> so, full on.
0: And then Saturdays, you just but, play the game and get a nice rest and play the game on a Saturday.
1: Yeah, Saturday, thankfully, we had that off. And then Sunday was our game day, So mm-hmm. Games are always on Sundays. Um,
0: so. Ah, well, so so Saturdays is the day off.
1: Saturdays is a nice, chill day,
0: yeah. I, I don't know if I prefer the Saturday or Sunday off in that situation. I I mean, not that you got the choice because <laughs> the game's the game. But
1: We've always played on a Sunday. I don't know why. I think if it changed our Saturday, I think it'd be a, it would be interesting <laughs> to see. I I'd need to try
0: Th- throw the whole team off you know? I don't know what to do with myself I
1: know we'd all be like <laughs> on a Sunday what are we doing today
0: <laughs> oh well it'd be good you'd go from there but that's that's a really interesting concept because I can't imagine because in terms of spare time so I always like to know the people that I'm talking to not just as athletes I think the whole premise of this podcast is I'm talking to Ellis, not only the person yeah so in terms of hobbies and I know what like you said you played fives with your dad which is a hobby that's not a profession or it's not got a work thing attached to it did you ha- not to try? And I know because this does come come across as quite a condescending question. In the way, but it's like, did you have hobbies and things like that? <laughs> I really, I really try to word that question nicely, but no, do you know I what I mean? Know. Like, do, like what? Where was the free time in a week?
1: Uh, I mean, it was tough. It was like a Wednesday night. Um yeah. You know, so that spend... was that
0: was taken up by a certain non-plugged night out situation because they don't pay me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. You know that was normally um, do whatever with my flatmates or meet friends, uh, yeah. do that. And same with a Saturday, that would be who like who can I go and see? Um, is there something I can do? You know whether it's is the rugby on? Can we go and watch rugby? Is is there a football game we go and watch? Um, can my friends can we go and go for food? Whatever it may be, it was can we try and do something on that day or. Something I just I just want this day completely to myself. <laughs> I am absolutely done in. But no, just you know your normal stuff, catching up with friends, maybe walk my dog. You know.
0: All uh, right, that's that's good though. It's it's good that you were able to acknowledge it and go. There are days when I need to sit back because the mental fatigue as well as the physical fatigue you put yourself through to just especially like as we as we spoke about a lot like as the teacher aspect as well. If you're on placement. I know, I know teachers that don't teach that many classes a week and they still get into the Friday and they're like, I hate every single person in this school. <laughs> so it's, it's really impressive that you, A, manage, I, I don't know when this sort of clicked for you, whether it was a retrospective thing or as it was going, but to have that mental fortune as a person to go, I know when this is me and I know when I've just got to grit my teeth and go, I can't do this stuff that everybody yeah. else is doing. <laughs> like, do you, get, do you get sort of taught that, at a young age, from the coaches that were around you, like, like do they drill into you quite like going, you're gonna have to make some sacrifices here, like that's just the way this goes.
1: Yeah, I think they have, but I mean, I'll openly admit I'm the world's worst person for doing nothing. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting do nothing. Um, right. My mom will always say, like, you need to chill out, you need to stop, that's too much, and I'm like, no, because if I'm just sat around the house, I will feel worse for it. Um, right. Well, in my head, I think. But then I know I get to that certain point where I just burn out. Um, mm-hmm. So Every, Everybody I, gets those days, though. Everybody needs yeah, those
0: days where you just stay in bed.
1: Yeah. Even if it's not just necessary to stay in bed, but just have it to myself. You know, mm-hmm. put, put a TV series on or walk the dog or something like that. You know, it's just to myself. And then, so I don't have... I just don't have to interact with anyone, to be honest, for that. It is a rare day, but... Um, no, nah. I know i'm ask anyone i'm the busiest person you'll ever meet probably just <laughs> run from one thing to the other but i can't do nothing
0: i i completely agree. i believe you i'm not even going to challenge you to think i could <laughs> know somebody's busier. but so would you say like um your that your dog walking and your tv series are also your way to sort of mentally unwind as well then they're like you're i know i know that as much as my legs are aching it's starting to ache up here as i I'm doing an audio podcast and I'm using my hands to talk. In your brain, you're knowing that it's it's getting a bit more. We have a YouTube channel. Please go like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I can just plug anything, man. It's amazing. I don't have sponsors. I just can't imagine why. It's not like I fumble I, over my words repeatedly.
1: Bye. You have great yeah. guests as well, so come on.
0: Exactly. <laughs> see? Future Scotland El Capitano. What more do you <laughs> Not that I'm piling pressure on you now as well. But...
1: <laughs> I know. I just feel a little bit. It's caving in.
0: Hey, uh, me and all your pals, I'll get a minibus and we'll be there first game. <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get shirts that spell El Capitano on the back. And we'll just, I don't know why we're Spanish all of a sudden, but there we go. Yeah. So, yeah, where was I distracted? Yeah, so Walking the Dog, Days to Yourself, the TV series. Is that when you sort of realise as well, it's like the mentality of my life also needs to have a chill day?
1: Yeah, like that's probably mm-hmm. my way of still sort of being active in a way. Um, mm-hmm. But having that time to myself just too relaxed to completely switch off from everything else um you know some people might prefer just lying in a bed all day but you know as much as i could do that within an hour i'd be bored like oh i need to move
0: i'm i'm jealous i wish i had i wish i had your enthusiasm for going outside so we're going to talk about the good stuff now your first scotland age grade call-up do you remember the emotion and the feeling of when you was it
1: like a phone call? Was it a letter? Was it? Um, I think so. There's two ways. I forget. I think it's similar for boys, but we there's Scottish schools, mm-hmm. um, and then there's the Scotland national team. So I think Scottish schools was, was my first call up. Okay. Um.
0: So, so how did it, that come about?
1: So, you know, you go to a trial, and then mm-hmm. it all goes through your school. So I have sat. I think I've actually sat in English and. The guy mr dockerty who runs the football he like knocked on the door and was like can i speak to ellis and i was like oh god what have i done sort of thing like, <laughs> that's
0: that's every kid's reaction when a teacher can i speak to the show you're like oh what have, I, what have
1: i done i don't he, doesn't, he didn't even teach me at the time so i was like "What on and then he's like oh just like you know you've been selected for this and i was like oh that's like absolutely but you know better text my mum and stuff and so i'm like sat in class trying to slyly text my mum saying mum guess what <laughs> Look what's been what's happened. So that was Scottish schools and then uh, Scotland under fifteen. Um it was like my my parents' email that got it. Right. So the email comes out, you know, you'd go to it was a an email came in saying you've been selected for a camp. So there was 30 odd players for the camp. Right. Uh, and you know, I just remember mum texting me, ah, like you've been picked sort of thing. Um and then you'd go to the camp train for two to three days stay over play a squad game and then within the next few days you get an email if you're successful for that squad oh, um nice. and then i can remember getting an email well my mom getting an email and then telling me that i was successful in getting into that team and you know i was going over to germany to play germany um <laughs> you know the. So, so this
0: is this isn't the schools anymore this is the no
1: this is the actual, the like a one year right, one year okay. where we played one tournament oh, um right. But the Scotland one was, you know, under-15s Germany, go and play Germany, um, who are undoubtedly very good. Um, I think we got (laughs) beat a little bit quite badly. But, you know, again, we were playing the best, best of the best at the time. So Mm -hmm. it was tough. But the feeling, you know, just get a feeling of immense, like, pride, sort of, like, and then the immense pride sudden with the, oh, my God, I am scared.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the next question i was going to ask you what was because i can't comprehend because you must have been so that was under 17 wasn't it? under 17 scotland uh,
1: yeah yeah 15 i must have been Un,
0: 14 yeah i was uh, gonna say so 15. yeah under 15 scotland so that's 14 years old 14 how do you how, do you how do you comprehend as a forty? because i was an idiot at 14 years like, i thought <laughs> i thought i knew the world but i was an idiot at 14 and yeah. then so i can't comprehend somebody sitting me down on a plane to go all right, you're kind of representing the country now, and you've got to go play football. What's it like being in that changing room, in that, in- or even on that plane? Like, how did that feel?
1: Like I know, I remember turn- we turned up to the airport, and then we got given a tracksuit. You're going into the toilet to get changed into the tracksuit, you're all. <laughs> There's still a picture of, um, I think, at the time, the five Hibs girls, or however many Hibs girls there was, right. um, in the in the picture, and I, we just looked all so young, but. You're in that Scotland strip, and you're absolutely—you're grinning from ear to ear because you're so happy and pr- proud that you're there. Um, but then you are thinking, you forget—I don't know—like you don't feel you feel so young. Um, mm-hmm. You're like, oh my god, I'm a way to go and I'm a way to go and do this, even if I don't play. I'm, you know, representing my country um, in that way. But I still can't believe that I've done it to be honest. <laughs>
0: every now and again you just have to remind yourself like I did that that was that was me I was there (laughs) so as it went so then how did it feel when you then got to the next level so you've done under 15s you're now at the next age group did that do you feel like you're becoming a bit more of a profession like a professional in inverted commas of you are you have that mindset and attitude of this isn't it's still fun and it's still an exciting achievement but you kind of know that you're there I don't know how I'm trying to word this. Is not as do a job, but you kind of you kind of get the thing I'm after. Here. You know that there's a role that you're playing here. Yeah. So how does it how does it feel when you've become more familiar in the role? Is probably what I'm trying to get out there.
1: Yeah. So well, when we were under 15s, you know, we didn't have to you know qualify for mm-hmm. the Euros. So when you then got to under 17s, you had the first phase, and then if you qualified from that, you had the elite phase. If you qualified from the elite phase, you went to the finals. Right you know, it gets a bit more serious. You know, you have under-16s in the middle, um, mm-hmm. which, again, is just, you know, another experience for you to go and play and play against the best of the best in the world. Um, but, you know, going to that under-17s, it's more serious, but you've also... You know what you're to expect, because you've been there and you've had the previous experiences. You know, you've played with the girls who you play against week in, week out. Um but you also realize, like, oh, this is a step up. I need to raise my game. I need to make sure I'm you know, eating well. I'm training the best I can so I can hopefully be in that start at 11. Um, but it's, yeah, you feel more confident and comfortable going into that environment once you've already done it.
0: All right. So, so it's, it's yeah, kind of like a, like a repetition and familiarity type thing takes so a whole. Yeah. That's, that's what so. So as you as you point out there, so you're going through the phases to actually get to achieve. When did I don't know how to describe it because I I assume football is still fun for you. I'm yeah. No I- nobody nobody can do the commitment you guys do if it's not fun. But when did you start looking at football? Like you, as you as we've said, you've always had the career path outlined. But when did football go from this is my fun hobby that I'm happening to do quite well in to you now sort of almost get the tunnel vision blinkers mindset of i know if i perf- i need to perform well here now like this is now like there's there's risk attached to me not playing well did that come with these finals or was was that like the first sort of taste of that and then as it kind of grew or?
1: it's probably obviously you if you don't train well you're never going to play at the weekend yeah um and for me because it's always been something i've enjoyed i just i just want to play football Okay. Um, if I never got p- picked for that team, you know, I'd be at- gutted. Um, so I think it's always been there, but maybe only more so recently when, in the last couple of years when we've kind of moved to a more professionalised league. Maybe not a professionalised team as what we are now, but mm-hmm. um, the professionalised league, you know, you're competing against players that are full-time when I've been teaching all day and then I've got to come into play. <laughs> um Whereas they've just you know had maybe had a rest day or they've trained the full week and then played, um. So I don't know. It's I don't think that f- feeling's fully there because I'm not making a total living out of it. I'm still okay. doing it for, cause I love it and cause I enjoy it. Obviously, the goal is can I go and play full time professionally at yeah. some point? Um, but it's a hard one because I do love teaching.
0: Uh, you have to to be a teacher. You have to love teaching. There's no at all because like, you deal you deal with kids like me, and you're just like you know. <laughs> like I said, I was an idiot at 14 and thought I knew how the world worked at 14. So, God knows how you put up with 40 of them in a class every hour on the hour. But see, you've you've touched brilliantly on my nice little point there as well. I want to talk about talk about part time athletes. So yeah. we've already mentioned the the demanding schedule you can have as a teacher, as a uni student, as a part time athlete. Um, I don't even know how I really want to try word this and say it but what are the no- noticeable differences you have as you just sort of touched on there with your teammates what are the notable differences you can have as a part-time athlete like is there any things that you just stand out that just go I'm hampered and not hampered but I'm sort of my hands are semi-tied because of this aspect of my life
1: yeah I mean I remember throughout the season, last season, I was missing training sessions because I had parents' evening.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, and it, obviously, there's nothing I can do about it. It's part of um, my job as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, my coaches were great in understanding that. But then it's like, how can maybe, what happens if I start that weekend and someone who's been there at all three sessions yeah. or many sessions, well, else well, wasn't there that day. Um, so. So one of them where it's like, what what do you do? <laughs> I have I have to go and do parents' evening. Um I can't not do that. And then also, you know, I'd teach Monday to Friday. Sometimes we'd have midweek games on a Wednesday. And I remember just before Christmas we were playing Hearts at Tyne Castle. Um mm-hmm. and someone else on my team, uh, C- uh Colette Kavanaugh, she was a t- she's a, she watched well she is a teacher, but she's trying to go and play professionally this season now. Um mm-hmm. And I think that was probably the worst game we'd both ever played in our lives. We couldn't couldn't take a touch, couldn't pass. (laughs) We we were trying so hard, but just nothing would go right. Um, Thankfully, we won the game, but oh, we we were horrendous. And (laughs) when it got to the end of the game, we were just like, we are done. Like, we need this (laughs) term to end. We need a break from football. We're just mentally and physically done because... The teaching like your, sl- it's the slog of the year from october to december so you know you don't right. have i know teachers have loads of holidays but you don't have a holiday between them <laughs> um,
0: you can't take a long weekend when you need it
1: no you can't take it when you maybe need it you can't take a day off if you maybe need it but i just remember that game and we generally just turned to the end- each other at the end of the game just started laughing like oh you know we <laughs> what, won, what can we you can do <laughs> but what can we do and our coaches were like what was going on and we were like You know what we're just absolutely knackered so (laughs) sorry guys it is hard balancing it all um trying to fit in you know that session that you missed or fit in gym sessions throughout your week that you might not get to because some pardon me sorry your training starts at four but i don't finish school till half three so i need to do it myself at a different time for example
0: and you yeah, and you physically just can't be in two places no, at once. Exactly. Does um has it ever worked almost for you as in so the way I was imagining this in my head when I was constructing this question is in my mind, if I knew I was missing a session, like you like you said, if you're if you're still fighting for a place in a starting team, but you there's somebody that's been there for three sessions and you've made two, sometimes even only one, if just yeah. the way things have fallen, has it ever worked with you as in my coaches know when I'm here? Like, I'm not doing the 75% stopping just before the line to cut corners thing. You're like, I'm going 110% because I know this could be the only session I've got this week.
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel like, regardless, whenever I step onto the pitch, I'll always give my all. Like, I'll do 110% to make sure that I've done everything I can to be in that starting 11 at the weekend. Um, and I know, you know, sometimes you have a horrific night, but if they can't fault your effort, then that's the main thing. Um and then also if I try and miss, if I am missing a session, I'll ensure I'm asking our strength and conditioning coach, what session should I do to make up for the session that I've missed, sort of thing.
0: Well that's I mean that's all I could ask from a teammate or a player is that if there's nothing worse when I mean a lot of a lot of the listeners will resonate with this because we all play for different teams, not to the same level as yourself, but we all play in various things and we play fives and there's nothing worse when somebody turns up and you're like it's clear as day this guy does not want to be here or this girl does not want to be here so you might as well just head home so when somebody is there giving it 110 i think that almost speaks volumes in a player that's just like quote unquote better than others i know there's different positions and you can't really determine who's the best football player because cristiano Ronaldo in goals is probably a bit shit, but
1: <laughs> no i know um i also think sometimes if you see if you say personally i turn off and i'm just in a stink of a mood i've had an awful day i'm just just don't want to be there but i know if i just try then that can help that person or i see someone else trying that can just spur me on to try that a little bit harder as well um because we all have bad days we all have bad night bad nights it's just you you control your effort you can't control and everything else but that's what you that like that's a variable you can control
0: i like that i'm gonna that's 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 a quote a cool, there's weird there's weird parts of my podcast that stick with me but when somebody goes, you can control your effort, and that's pretty much it, I I really like that, and I think a lot of people should take that on, is you know there's one thing you control, and that's your effort. And coming on nicely, because that's a very mobile bit, the next thing we're going to talk about is you being a teacher, because that follows on the <laughs> part-time athlete. That's the other, not a part-time because it's a full-time job, but that's the other part of your life is the teacher. Yeah. So and my first question, so when I asked, I always ask a few people, because I, I like to make sure that I'm asking the questions the listeners want to hear. And the first thing somebody said to me, they're going, do you ever get kids that think they're better at football than you? And have you ever showed one of them up in front of their mates?
1: Oh, all the time. <laughs> Especially, I think, being a female. I right. know it. Because, um, you know, I'll get, I love all the banter it, well, that comes with it. Oh, miss, you play for Hibs, they're shite. I'm like, right, boys, language <laughs> on, come um, on. Or whatever. Um, I love all that. Like it doesn't bother me. Um,
0: not the swearing though, kids. We don't love the swearing
1: because no, that's okay, bad. Obviously not. But, <laughs> um, it comes and you know if we're on a football block. They're like, "Miss you joining in." I'm like, "Okay, I'll join in." And I remember I joined in one time with a group of third year boys, and I kid you not, I took the ball, passed <laughs> it, and a boy came flying in and slide tackled me, and I slipped <laughs> over him, and I just was like, "Right." Thankfully, another teacher was there because I was like head to toe in mud. <laughs> we were on the and i was just like eh right boys i don't mind joining in but yeah. i'm not here to get injured i don't know why <laughs> we're trying to injure me So then I'm, sorry, I'm sorry i, I
0: shouldn't laugh because i was really bang out of order but the way he described it is just really it was but...
1: funny. i was in a white hoodie as well so i ruined my hoodie but you know wow. we moved past that um so like <laughs> I've, that invo- the, I've
0: invoiced the school for the hoodie
1: that was the start of it and i was like right boys i don't i generally will join in but if i get injured you know i don't want to get injured one i don't want to hurt you and i don't want to get hurt myself and they were like nah fair fair the next time i got the ball i just put it through his legs it was great and all that must have been the most i was like oh i'm so thankful i did that
0: the thing is you would have won so much approval as like it would have been like a little cult thing where it's like oh know." ellis not miss notley is now the leader of the group like she is now the alpha male of this group
1: i know like that's what i mean i said i love all the bands i just like hate when they try to be too smart too cocky and i was just like yeah
0: come on but yeah. you
1: get like and it's great you know obviously being that teacher you can be that role model but have that banter with them it's good
0: i like that's i love to hear that because there's we know because we are people's is a rugby school traditionally yeah so our teachers were like our my my pe teacher was an international rugby referee at the time and he uh-huh. could he could he could outplay all of us at rugby, and it was the exact same as that you know he's like if you're gonna take the mech, I'm not doing it. But I will join in. And it was, it was like chasing shadows for all these kids that thought they'd be better than this. I don't know when your teacher rocks up with a six pack, like you're probably you probably don't stand much a chance. But I don't like, know. <laughs> our t- our teacher was like better, like healthier than all of us. So but I love that. So we've, we've spoke about nicely how the teaching aspect comes in, and then um, as a teacher, do you? How am I trying to word it? I'll probably cut this out if it doesn't go well, or I'll keep it in to show that podcasts are a very <laughs> organic thing as the teacher that life sort of intertwines itself and you've got the kids so like you said you've got the kids and they're trying to intertwine with you is it because of your background in sport and obviously sport is such an infectious thing in terms of like we like we're just talking about there the happiness and the joy that comes with it do you have to find times where you're trying to rein it you're almost reining yourself like i'm the teacher of this class i'm not in the class
1: yeah i think sometimes just because you know some might follow hibs or hibernian women on instagram social media yeah. all i remember like i'm just when i won player of the year that like, oh miss you've done this or i modeled the hip strip and you know they're saying miss look you're my screensaver and i'm like right I know, <laughs> I know i posted those pictures but a yeah. bit weird one a bit weird so <laughs> come on and then sometimes you know you're having that laugh with them about maybe football teams football, football results and yeah. all that all right wait stop being so pally because then the next minute they say something and it's crossed that line and you're like
0: yeah
1: right cut out right
0: that's so does that um when that situation happens like you know like when because if you get i'm assuming it's really inspiring for you if you get like a first year girl that's like miss you're my screensaver i love football and you have to kind of go i'm not ellis notley hibernian women professional yeah. football or football player right now i'm miss notley pe teacher <laughs> Like how did how does that switch in your brain work? Where you're like this has got a.
1: It's a hard one because you don't want to deter any, say, young male or female away from playing the football. But mm-hmm. then there's also a line because of I am yeah. a team, and they have like to be fair. It only happened once, and it was like she was older, the pupil. So we were like, no, right. like come on, just change it, and she changed it straight away. All yeah. our friends were calling her weird anyway for it, so I think <laughs> it got to the point where she was like, "All right, I better change this." Yes,
0: yeah. Have have your passions, but understand people are people. That's the way I'd yeah. tell people to look at that.
1: That's what we were like. <laughs> but it wasn't just me. There was another PE teacher there helping me back back at me on this one, so it was fine.
0: That's <laughs> oh, right. So. We spoke about we spoke about part-time athletes, spoke about teacher being a part of your life. I'm not going to call it part-time teaching because you do more work than most people do in a normal working week. So I want to talk to you now in your current career. We've talked about the build-up to it. Hibs, Hibs Women's Team, Hibs Women's First Team. You're now known on the Hibs website as Miss Consistent. <laughs> that's, that's a nice treat. How did it feel? Because obviously you must have broken into the Hibs team proper probably most COVID times. So you probably didn't see many fans and things like that
1: uh i think i was like i was there obviously a few years before it yeah um, COVID, mm-hmm. but in terms of regular regularly playing yes
0: yeah, so i should specify that. that's what i meant yeah, and being consistent
1: just, yeah it wasn't um till maybe just before covid
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i played for the season before covid i was in and out a wee bit of the team um still obviously still enjoying it but you know at the end of the day, i just wanted to play and then yeah. COVID, COVID hit, and yeah, I can't. Don't know if I can thank it or not because I don't. would never, never thank it, but it gave me time to you know just get into the best shape I probably could have been, um, mm-hmm. and fit, and you know, I, yeah. And then from them, I've just played. I think most games. I can't remember a game. Maybe I've not played in, um, which you know is obviously nice. That's that's, the, a, good, that's a good situation you, to be in. Yeah. <laughs> you want you want to be playing. Um, so yeah, it was good, it's, it is still good, um, and hopefully it continues this season.
0: <laughs> but so, how does it feel? Because that's quite a good. So, you're obviously still quite young, you're 23, am I right? Yeah, yeah, always, always debatable to ask a woman her age, that always goes well <laughs> on camera to put on the internet later. But yeah, so <laughs> you're 23, but like you said, Covid was almost so you must have been like 19, 20 when you were first not, not going and playing consistently, like I said, but you're in the changing room. So how does that feel now? Because you're almost you're technically probably almost a five-year veteran of the Hibs first team at the age of 23. Know, well... So, how how do you feel like you've sort of been like spun around in the like so you've gone from you'd have been the young kid coming in, obviously, and you'd have senior players sort of like come sit next to me, we'll show you about, we'll make sure you don't do anything foolish like put your boots on the wrong feet because you're nervous. Do you now find yourself sort of doing that to the like the younger ones coming through going? come on like, sit with me sit on
1: the bus and we'll be all right things like that yeah it's like i think when i first went out the first year i was maybe like 16 or something
0: yeah and um, i see you're almost a 10 year veteran
1: then you know i've been in and out you know i wasn't mm-hmm. always playing i was always maybe there but um more recently like my coach me like, oh you're e- L- she's experienced, and i'm like people are like wait oh but she's only 23 and i'm like yeah okay <laughs> so obviously it's that it's nice to have that because you know it shows like your teammates and your coaches trust you. They see how mm-hmm. you act and how you can help others. Um, so yeah, definitely with new players that come in, younger players that are in, I try to you know support them as much as I can without being patronising. Because obviously I've been there. You've maybe yeah. you don't want to come across as patronising. I'm sure no one ever's meant to. But you just don't want to be that person, oh, you know. Do this, do that, because you know they know the women's game's grown so much. They've had the same experience as me, you know, growing up, going through the different teams. So they do know it. It's just making them feel comfortable to, you know, be themselves and show show themselves off. To be honest. All
0: right. Oh, well, that's that's. I suppose giving that confidence because all that does is well, it makes a player feel more comfortable, so they play better, which in theory, makes the team play better and then, in theory, leads to better results. So it's it's a good thing what we're all doing. Like you said, it might come across as patronising, but in actual fact, it does take away some of those nerves.
1: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, no, nah, I can't thank the players that were there for me when I was younger. You know, Some of them are mm-hmm. still there in the change room today. Some of mm-hmm. them you know, are friends for life who have moved on to other teams. But, um, yeah, I'm just trying to be what they were to me to new players that are coming in.
0: I mean, so as yourself growing in the Hibs team, how have you felt it been becoming a consistent Hibs player? Did you have like a sort of, like, I know we uh, we keep referring back to the plan that we've had, as oh, we, you've had, as I I played no part in it, it was all you. <laughs> <laughs> you came across as a Hibs consistent player. Did you have the sort of mindset of, I'm here now, I want to play this many games this season when I'm 17, 18, I want to play this many games, and by this point, I want to be a starter?
1: Uh I've never really had that plan in my head. I've just been like, Can I start? When can I start? If I get that right. chance to start, can I take it to show that I should start that next game? Mm-hmm. Um and now recently when I've the last couple of years when I have been starting, it's can I play well enough to hold down that position? Can I make it, you know, that position's mine? Like that mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the first or second name on the team sheet and everyone else can not slotting and <laughs> that's not to sound big-headed or anything like that I, I, like,
0: I knew what you meant there don't worry i knew what you meant
1: you know what i mean I, I hate i'm not a big hit i hate being like big head and all about just like you know can they play can i i want to play this vision can it can it be mine sort of thing mm-hmm. um, so i've never really had a plan but you know i just want to play as many games as possible you know i'd rather play games than train to be honest <laughs> i
0: think i think everybody's the best Everybody. fitness is playing games the best fitness is playing games, yeah. games. <laughs> um, and now the little bit I want to talk about receiving your play- you touched on it, your Player of the Year trophy is that <laughs> so your Player of the Year was that voted by the rest of the team or was that a fans Player of the Year or the it,
1: it was from the rest of the team yeah
0: Well, uh, even I think that's even more it's it's impressive to stand out to a crowd watching but for the rest of the team like you said that football is a very like you know everybody's working as hard as they can there's nobody not giving a hundred percent. So when the rest of the team give you an award like that, how does that feel?
1: I mean, when, like, building up to it, I was like, oh, my God, like, my name was coming up. They had a video, and it was, like, all the players that voted, so mm-hmm. who I voted for, who, all the, and then people were saying me, and I was like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> I, why, why have they voted for me sort of thing? And then it got announced that, I, you know, I got the most votes, and I was just like, oh, my, like, just <laughs> genuine, I couldn't stop smiling, and I just felt like oh, I was just grateful that they had recognised like my hard work through the year, you know, I was doing it throughout my NQT year as a teacher, yeah. I, trying, you know, to be there for the team, play my best for the team and, you know, do everything, just consistently uh, show up with the right attitude. Um, and, you know, it was just so, I was just a genuine honour and I was just, I can't thank all my teammates enough for voting me for that. I mean, the nerves then hit me when I had to realise I was going up on the stage in front of <laughs> seven hundred people to speak in front of them, and I was like, "Oh no!" But I was like, eh, had, like, "Had
0: you had you prepared a speech?"
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they're like, "Anything you want to say?" I was like, eh, "Thanks to my teammates." <laughs> my leg is shaking nonstop. I'm like, "I can't do this."
0: You are like put me put me in front of a crowd with a ball at my feet rather than in front of a podium.
1: <laughs> uh huh. Don't tell me to speak in front of seven hundred people. I can't do that. <laughs> i can teach kids but i can't speak
0: ironically i reckon the teaching kids is probably harder as well
1: some might say but definitely not
0: (laughs) so that's i mean that's so i love that i love it when athletes because from so for me looking out athletes are very confident people like like we've said they're very almost together like they've had such a regimented life that every like nothing phases them like bounces off them so i love it when like yourself when you talk about I was I was a bundle of nerves. Like I was worried whether my shoes were going to hold me up where I was going.
1: Oh well, and, I, didn't, I was just thinking about walk normal in your heels, please. I, I thinking, don't embarrass yourself. You can't do this now.
0: <laughs> and I
1: awesome. hate thinking about good things that I've done. Like I'm the world's worst. I hate it.
0: Oh, there's there's nothing. I I tell you that I'll tell you this now everybody that's came on this podcast has said the same thing. There's nothing worse than talking about yourself
1: there's not and i've done actually for me i've done quite well so far i'm just like oh no
0: you've been yeah you've been great i'm sure everybody will agree you've been brilliant but there is no nobody likes talking even in job interviews and things like that nobody likes talking about themselves they're like name some impressive achievements you've done you're like i don't know really like something but
1: please you're just like that's
0: uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's always the way so don't worry everybody's the same everybody's the same So, I want to talk now about the actual league you're in now. So, you're like you've touched on, you've been playing a lot of it's a more professionalized league and it's becoming more and more as everybody's seen with the growth of women's sport, not only in football across the world, it seems to be in every sport. So, how do you now feel now when you're like you're recognized, you're on like BBC News Scotland are doing reviews and roundups and highlights and making appearances on like terrestrial and national telly? And then obviously, you see the you've always played against these names, but now you're it is like Celtic Hibs is now just not to sound constant it's as big a game as it was in the men's game as it is in the women's yeah if, if that's trying to put it across the right way
1: yeah no yeah. definitely like we played Celtic at Celtic Park and some of the mm-hmm. green came along and you know right. a few years ago that would never have happened um so it's great that you know more and more people are taking an interest in it and I think that's came a long way with you know the league becoming more professionalized you know one probably thankful to social media how much the accounts mm-hmm. put out there, how much they try and promote <coughs> it, how much they try and get um people to come along just because you know if they come along to one game they enjoy it, they might come along to another. Um mm-hmm. you know, and that's all we can ask. Um I think the league become more fidelised only helps attract sponsors, it obviously helps generate money, which you know, money helps solve a lot of issues <laughs> uh, in terms of can we put on more things at games to attract more fans? Um
0: yeah.
1: you know, that's the biggest thing that the women's game needs. Uh, ge- women's games the women game needs, sorry. Yeah. You
0: know hey, you've watched me stumbling, I'm the host, like don't worry <laughs> about
1: it. Like women's Euros on just now, you know, you've got sixty eight to seventy thousand at the opening game England, the England yeah. England's opening game, so you know, right. that's a pride in itself and you know, down south has made great strides and scotland's not too far behind hopefully
0: exactly exactly and it's 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 good as well it's it's good football it's people like you know it's it's an easy it's an easy trend isn't it to shit on like women's sport and go oh it's not as good as it's like well like if you took men's back football to where it would because like you've got to forget it's like you're comparing something that's had a couple hundred years practice and something that is still probably what the best part of at the very most 30 40 years old so if you took yeah. the men's football back down, you'd probably you probably actually find it was probably a worse level.
1: No, definitely, and it is a completely different game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like you'll watch men's football and you'll watch women's football. They're two separate games. But um, a lot of people who you know maybe say I'll oh, never watch women's football or say stuff negatively about it. They've never ever given it a chance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you know they could give it a chance and love it. You know, my mum she like loves football but she'll rarely come she'll rarely watch football but you know she says she much prefers watching women's football because <laughs> the women don't roll about on the grass when they get
0: that's that's so true yeah
1: so you know um people need to give it a chance and if they give it a chance and then they don't like it then fair but if they don't give it that chance they can't really say much
0: exactly well you've got a new Hibs women's fan in me Say say, and were still up, but the missionary work's kind I'm being pulled back. I'm there. I'm i have got the calendar up here for the game. I'm looking at Hibs hamilton on the 14th of August. I could be there. Oh,
1: perfect.
0: In my signs, my sign, <laughs> Ellis Notley under 19s. <laughs> there we go. So, lastly, before we get on to my favourite section, which I didn't tell you about, under the team bus, kind of through that one, through you under the team bus, so that one, if you will see we can we can do some branding on this show i want to talk about the future of ellis notley yeah. and this is the future of ellis notley the play the person becoming the player if that makes sense so okay. do you have again referring to, we're doing some amazing callbacks here we're still talking about the path like oh god people will think i actually plan this if i'm not careful uh yeah so we're talking about the path you the what does the future look like for you is it because you've said you love teaching and teaching is such a commitment i as I hope the listeners have really learned that you've put so much into becoming a teacher. Yeah. If, is the, are you going to be looking to maybe go like your, like you're the, the teammate we talked about? Her name's something I like, is it Kavan, Kavanaugh? Ka- yeah, Kavanaugh.
1: Cav for sure. That's her nickname.
0: Kav. Cav. Cav. Yeah, that makes
1: <laughs> I'll,
0: sense, yeah. I'll pretend like I'm good friends with her as well. Cav. So <laughs> as Kav did, she's gone, she's got a year of going, I'm going to try be a pro for a year. Is yeah. this what the future is sort of looking like for yourself, or what's your aims for the future in terms of football?
1: It's a hard one, you know. I do love teaching, and mm-hmm. I do love playing football. I want to do both for as long as I can. <laughs> I know it's not practical in the way that the women's game's moving, yeah. Um, but I know it's it's a hard one because it's not it's not about the money at all. But you know, I live at home, and I want to try and move out. So, yeah you know unfortunately at the minute football doesn't pay the same as teaching pays which I know it's obviously not about that but you know I'm also at an age where I need to try and you know save up for somewhere or whatever there's other things I need to think about in terms that unfortunately I do need money for Um, yeah so you know I'd love to I'm going to teach for hopefully in a year or two more and then who knows with what will happen with football I do want for a few years hopefully
0: but also on the subject, you did just sign, well, you signed the contract, was it two months ago now as well? So congratulations yeah. on that.
1: Thank you for another year at least. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: excited well, for that. For what hey. could
0: F- football's run, football is run one season at a time. So a year contract's still a contract. Exactly. Plus, there's in the cheesiest quote you'll ever hear today, there's only two days you can do nothing about it. And that's yesterday and tomorrow. <laughs> so we work for today. <laughs> you can take that to the school for the next time they're acting up.
1: all in the school yeah. now
0: over in 80 just over an 80 minutes podcast yeah. sam matthews next to like the gandhi ones and abraham lincoln just having my photo there
1: yeah next to subscribe and like on uh youtube please
0: hey if i i might get you to record that separately and i'm just gonna get everybody to just go <laughs> like and record so that's been i've had such a fun time today i can't wait to do this again once you've got the scotland caps and we've got the medals <laughs> and we'll do it again because the best thing about this podcast is it's always room to come back because once people have spoken about themselves and they have like, we can just talk about any old nonsense and that's when it gets really fun because yeah. you just find <laughs> you find the wild side of people there like you'll never believe some of the stuff the jockeys get up to crazy <laughs> and now that fits us on nicely to my favorite section is called under the team bus for the new listeners around here this is very much like the quick fire questions we had at the start of the podcast except now ellis has to throw our teammates under the bus and give the answers for them so ellis i gave you a quick brief of how it kind of works but we'll do one for an example so everybody knows what you're about to sell yourself up for so who's most up for a night out in the in your teammates in your history of teammates uh
1: cav, Collect
0: cav. she just loves it uh, yeah, who's the biggest that, practical who, oh sorry who's the biggest practical joker in the squad uh Rachel
1: rachel small well rachel boyle now
0: right rachel boyle biggest practical joker who's the most clumsy leah tweedy <laughs> eh, ch- 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 who's the most determined like who's the one that turns up to training and you're like who's who's wound her up today
1: eh siobhan hunter she, she's probably one of the hardest working people i've met you know determined to do everything well
0: nice who's got the worst fashion sense and who turns up in the most outrageous gear
1: oh that's a tough one eh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're painting a nice picture of me. all oh, all it's all wild <laughs>
1: I don't know. Everyone's got quite good dress sense. I'd probably just say me, to be honest. <laughs> and that's are you not
0: just, are you like the PE teacher mantra of just track trackies every day?
1: Constant gym gear.
0: <laughs> well let you up. You've given some brilliant answers, so I'll let you up for that one. <laughs> who's the best who's the best answer in the squad? Who's the one in the changing room giving it the big looks?
1: Oh. <sighs> Katie Rice.
0: Nice. And vice versa, who's the worst dancer? <laughs>
1: Can't see me again. Uh, <laughs> we'll go Joelle Murray.
0: That's a like, nice, good answer. Who's the uh, Who's the future coach when you're like watching training? Who like you've got team manager written all over you?
1: I've already said Joelle. Um, you can say the same
0: person twice. If, uh, the, if the I'll answer go, Joelle. go Joelle. She, she's got like Hibbs, Hibbs women's coach written all over her.
1: She's just got Mrs Hibbs on her back.
0: <laughs> That's a good thing to have. Right, who is hard as nails? Who's somebody you think, if it ever kicks off on the pitch, I want them stood behind me or in front um, of me, depending on how it goes. Shiv. Shiv again? Yeah. Nice. Who's the most natural footballer? So that may not be who's the best player you have ever played, but who is just, you know, when you watch something, like, you know, you just see their touch and, like, they can take a ball out of the air that was 40, 50 yards in the air. Who's that kind of player?
1: Sharon McGregor. She's up there.
0: Nice. Right We're going down to the final couple now. who's the most gullible?
1: Uh, oh gullible. I'm trying to think <laughs> Rosie Livingston really I got one she's young, so, you know. <laughs> young
0: you know the young young kids would always get it exactly. uh, right. And who is who is most likely to order a plain meal at Nando's?
1: Kirsty Morrison.
0: Can't, can't handle the spice.
1: No, I've grown up with her as well, so she can take that one. I've known her for She eats plain butter pasta. Like, just plain pasta. That's
0: that's that's a student that's meal, fun. if I've ever heard
1: it. Yeah, on it, so she can definitely have the, play, the plain meal.
0: <laughs> well, even if she denies it now, there's evidence that says contrary to it. Who's the most natural athlete? So, like, similar to the, the most natural footballer, who's just this person has a motor on them?
1: Um leah eddie
0: Fine you last nice. last question and this is the one that always makes people laugh who hogs the mirror the most after the game if they know they've got a big interview coming up
1: oh shannon mcgregor
0: <laughs> you answered that one so fast i love that
1: but she's just naturally pretty so she doesn't really need to but you know oh, she does that's,
0: that's a brilliant that's a media prepared save i like that Alex. That's, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that's a round of applause i'll be i'll be using that one for training if i'm ever teaching <laughs> media training. So i've had ellis once again i've had so much fun for this i think you've been brilliant in how you've shown the lifestyle of a part-time athlete full-time workhorse the only thing that's left to do is the one question i gave you a bit of time for we've got three songs you've got to get the team ready for a big like a big night out after winning the cup champions league after the first cap whatever it is that you think is the big achievement and we're there what three songs are you picking and why
1: Well. I'm a massive Palorantini fan, so...
0: Fresh off Transmit as well, were you at Transmit?
1: I was there, yes, of course. Oh, did you played... cry? No, I didn't quite cry. <laughs> no, not quite, nearly. Um bought tickets for the Hydro today, so, you know, it's great.
0: Congratulations, I couldn't get tickets. Oh, that's, that's sad. Sort of thought.
1: Back out on Friday, though, so it's fine. Oh, we'll
0: try so,
1: again. I'd go New Shoes, maybe. Great, great song. Um, I go afraid to feel. I like I, it. It just comes on, and you—it's a toe tapper. And then you know, since we're at Hibs, we'll go a, a song by the Proclaimers, "Life with You."
0: That's—I like that each "Life with You" as well because no one is there. Because I love that. Yeah, you know, Aww, it's a sick,
1: that... fun. You know, everyone get, everyone knows it. It's fine.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah! I tell you what, with the Proclaimers as well, you're pulling me back across, and you have to get—we have to get something from Saint Mirren because it's like they're losing the fan. <laughs> Ellis, this has been so much fun. Where can they follow I know you said you're quite private on social media, but where can they follow you on social media if they want to keep up with uh, you? Ellis
1: Notley. Ellis Notley.
0: Hibbs Women's Football oh, term. Hibs, yeah. Yeah. All right Ellis, this has been so much fun. Thank you very much. Uh, listeners, thank you very much for listening because without you, this podcast doesn't go round and round. It's just me messaging people on Instagram like a weirdo so everybody thank you very much as the usual as ellis said again say like subscribe and watch
1: like subscribe and watch on youtube guys
0: yes perfect there we go i couldn't have put it any better thank you all very much i'll see you again next week for another episode season two has been so much fun and as i've just said it comes down to the guests and the listeners you guys make it what it is see you again next week for another episode goodbye <laughs>